Welcome to Weekly Wisdom, a podcast about exploring wisdom in philosophy, comedy, pop culture, and everyday life. Walt Disney was one of the greatest innovators of the 20th century. Just when you think he reached the heights of creative achievement, he would work towards something new, creating new realities of being that promote virtues of love, joy, and hope. Walt's first major breakthrough came when he started off mixing live action and this thing called animation, and when that wasn't working, he started doing just plain old cartoons. The business part of it scorned him, and one day on a train trip home from losing everything, he drew this little mouse. In his excellent autobiography of Disney, Neil Gabler reports, Somewhere between Chicago and Los Angeles, he wrote the scenario for a cartoon he called Plain Crazy, about a mouse who, inspired by Charles Lindbergh's 1927 solo flight over the Atlantic Ocean, built himself a plane to impress a lady mouse. Walt read the story to Lillian, Disney's wife, but she said she couldn't focus because she was upset by the name Walt had bestowed upon his character, Mortimer. The only thing that got through to me, she told an interviewer, was the horrible name, Mortimer. I'm afraid I made quite a scene about it. Too sissy, she said. When she calmed down, Walt asked her what she thought of the name Mickey, an Irish name, an outsider's name. I said it sounded better than Mortimer, and that's how Mickey was born. It's interesting to ask where great ideas come from. Do they form out of the blue? Do they come as acts of sarcasm or spite? Do they come from a deep commitment to bring something forward in alignment with one's vision of where he or she wants to go? Besides the mouse, Walt was on his way to creating a new and inspiring medium. The first ever animated cartoon was sound. Walt could have stopped there, but he wasn't done. His next great feat was to create the first animated feature film, Snow White. Through incredible vision, years of hard work, and a talented staff, Walt brought his vision into fruition. Scrap names for dwarves were Scrappy, Cranky, Dirty, Awful, Blabby, Silly, Daffy, Flabby, Jaunty, Big O Ego, Chesty, Jumpy, Hickey, Gabby, Shorty, Nifty, Wheezy, Sniffy, Burpy, Lazy, Puffy, Dizzy, Stuffy, and Tubby. Can you imagine a scene with Flabby and Dopey, Dizzy and Doc? The film was released and still to this day might be considered the greatest achievement in motion picture history. It brought smiles to people, but unexpectedly also tears. It was a magnificent film. But Walt didn't stop there either. He was struggling to still create things greater. He continued to be a part of making great animated shorts and films, but he began to also get depressed. At one point, resigned to his home, he got into playing with miniatures and building train sets for himself. This eventually led to the idea that created Disneyland. It was Walt's way of bringing animation to life and as one person called it, the world's biggest toy for the world's biggest boy. But it was in truth the call of imagination that inspired Walt. He would accomplish something great, but then grow tired in it. His way was to keep on going. Gabler tells us of Disneyland, Walt Disney recreated his life's journey, the road map of Walt Disney's life. One entered the gates of the park into what was essentially the main street of Walt's boyhood. At the end of the street, one was offered a variety of options. Fantasy, adventure, the frontier, the future. So that a trip through the park became a metaphor for possibility. Like young Walt, visitors to the castle seemed to stand at the portal to their dreams with a child's sense of omnipotence. The symbolism, Richard Scheichel would write, is almost too perfect. 
The strangers forced to recapitulate Disney's formative experiences before being allowed to visit his fancies and fantasies in other areas of the Magic Kingdom. After several years, Disney would grow weary again and began his next vision to create a whole city. He would not live long enough to see this vision into fruition, and although Epcot is a fraction of what he imagined, you never know what could still happen. Egotistical, sensitive, tyrannical, brave, creative, all of these terms apply to Disney. I can't help walking through Disneyland, for example, wondering if what catches my imagination most is the symbolism of the lands with their characters and adventures, or the realization that through someone's innovation and will, something like this was created. The composer John Cage once said, I can't understand why people are frightened of new ideas. I'm frightened of the old ones. Perhaps too many of us get too caught in the security of old ideas to commit ourselves to the fruition of new ones. Disney's life and work not only is an example of having immense faith in new ideas, but to follow through with them, even if you had to drag the whole world with you. You don't have to create a new medium for all the world. Just start with your own life, a new way of communication, of honoring others, of decorating the theme park you call your house. To be willing to be creative in a world where so many seem to see themselves and their lives as already created is to bring innovation and that all-important term, progress. As Rex Allen would put it in a song he wrote for Disney and his Carousel of Progress, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow and tomorrow's just a dream away. Man has a dream and that's the start. He follows his dream with mind and heart, and when it becomes a reality, it's a dream come true for you and me.